0: To the shiny new wonderful Football Weekly podcast. My name is Ian McCourt. Now, if you're thinking, "Hmm, I've heard that name, that voice before," then you may well remember me from such podcasts as Guardian Football Weekly. I was the unfunny one who had never eaten a fish finger before. Um, with my introduction out of the way, let me introduce you to the three people who will be providing you with aural pleasure over the next thirty minutes or so. Uh, Ryan Kent, how are you? I am very good, thank you. Good to hear it. Uh, Nico Durbin, how are you? Fabulous. It's lovely to hear. And Fabian Gorsler, how are you? Never been better. <laughs> great to hear, great to hear. Okay, we're going to kick off with the big news that really shook the world to its very core this week and sent Twitter into Meltdown, and that is that Kim Kardashian photo with uh, Amber Rose.
1: <laughs> um, did anyone else see this? It did. It confused me. A lot. Why did it confuse you so much? Because of the whole Twitter spot and maybe it was a PR stunt all along, I don't know. Oh. I'm German,
2: what is Twitter? <laughs> Twitter doesn't really exist, no. but Kim Kardashian does exist uh, in yeah. Germany. Yeah,
0: I'm so sorry I missed it though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, of course there was also the news uh, of Pep Guardiola being confirmed as the manager of Manchester City. But given that the club we're briefing on Guardiola from late last year, that's news that doesn't come entirely unexpected. Uh, what might come as news to many people, though, is Pep Guardiola's paycheck. It's going to be a cool 27 million euros per year. That's a rise of 10 million euros from what he's on at Bayern Munich at the moment. Um, Nico, is he going to be worth it?
1: Yes. I think so. $27 I mean, million.
2: Yeah, I mean, he wins a trophy every 22 uh, matches, I think. Mm. So And money doesn't really play the, the major role for Man City anyways. True. So the question is more like if he's going to
1: continue winning trophies. And is he got to keep winning trophies, Ryan? As a Man United fan, I hope not. But it's nice to see him in the Premier League. I think it kind of boosts the um, status of the Premier League even more than it already is. And I think he's going to bring some good plays with him. So it's nice to see. It's just a shame it's at Man City.
3: All right, so going back to whether or not he's worth it, you know, FIFA fair play, it it takes into account all wages, not just players, but staff, including Pep Guardiola. So Man City has money, but they don't have the revenue yet. So can they pay a manager that much?
2: Yeah, yeah. So my, my answer before, I think, was just a little bit out of context, right? It was just like... A gut reaction to, well, it doesn't matter for Man City, right, if it's 15, 20, or 27. Obviously, um, it's not really um, reasonable to pay one single person that amount of money because there are plenty of examples out there of managers who uh, don't get a quarter of that and perform as good, maybe.
1: Right. I agree. I agree with you. I think in terms of revenue, like... Like I said, I think once Pep is at Man City and the revenue for Man City will eventually go up because of the players he can bring in. I'm not sure whether he can bring in the likes of Messi. Um, I think Messi's going to be at Barcelona until he's 34. Um, but yeah, big players, you know, from Bayern, maybe Lewandowski, who knows, I don't know. But shirt sales, it's true. they'll they'll shoot up.
0: Hmm. Who else do we think will, uh, Pep would be looking to bring in?
3: Well, he's got a history, if you can call it that, he's only been at two clubs, of bringing in at least one player with him from his old club. Uh, When he went to Bayern, he demanded Thiago, um, who was perhaps a young player who wasn't getting enough love at Barca. Um, He loves Kimmich at Bayern. Um, He was also very angry that Julian Weigel was allowed to leave 1860 Munich and go to Dortmund. So if he follows the trend of bringing a young player with him,
0: I would put my money on one of those two. And what about any of the bigger players around Europe, like Pogba or, who, who they, you know, that sort of players that they've been linked with?
2: Uh, I, think, I think there will be one or two from Bayern Munich coming. Um, I would put my money on Lewandowski. And if he actually has a choice, the smartest one would be Alaba. But I don't think that
0: Bayern would let him go. Mm. And who do you think, Ryan, who do you think he will be getting rid of? Who do you think should be fearing for their Manchester City future? Who sold, <laughs> yeah. He sold Yaya Torre when he was at uh, Barcelona. So is, can we expect Torre to
1: go again? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's kind of been some umming and ahhing about Torre leaving anyway. Um, I think we've Pep confirmed now as Man City manager and him having sold uh, Torre at Barcelona, um, I think you're looking at Torre leaving again in the summer. Probably to China, maybe the Middle East. Um, in terms of other people, I would say probably Fabian Delph doesn't have much of a future. Mangala, Boney, which is a shame because I think Boney's a great player. I think his move to Man City was probably a bit ill-advised um, considering they have Sergio Aguero. But with Aguero's injuries, you know, Boney's had a bit more playing time. But I think when Pep, Pep comes in, he's going to bring in his own players. and um, Unfortunately, I don't think Boney's going to be at Man City for the, in the next 18 months. Does anybody see a future for Samir Nasri
0: at, uh, at Manchester City?
2: <laughs> I mean, way more than his own players, it's going to be his own uh, like tactics, right? Mm-hmm. And so besides how the players are performing, like Nasri and so on, uh, currently in the teams, it's going to be like... Um, Really important to see how they are going to fit in the first weeks of of Guardiola business. And um, that's something that we saw when he was new at Bayern Munich as well. Like, besides getting all the German media attention and surprising everyone with a few German words in his first press conference, um, there were also a couple of surprises on the actually training pitch. And I think that's the same that's going to happen in in Man City. There's going to be some disruption, there are going to be some faces that we don't expect yet such as Kimish, nobody had Kimish on his notes um, and that's going to be the same. He's not that um, yeah unpredictable at this point and uh, he always has an Ace up his leaves I guess.
0: Ryan as a committed Manchester United fan where does this where does this leave your club because that's that's the sort of elephant in the room now that United are mm. United didn't get the manager many of the fans wanted them to get and uh,
1: now you're, yeah. you're left with maybe just one man. Yeah, Mourinho I guess is what you, the man you're thinking about. Yeah, it's a shame really, you know Pep's got a great reputation but so has Mourinho. And I think Mourinho has just as much draw as Pep perhaps in bringing in good players. He's obviously got the history behind him as well. Um yeah, I'm kind of a bit worried about Man United going forward and uh, now City has Pep. But yeah, but Fabian, I guess you have some... Yeah,
3: I mean, honestly, I don't think it changes much. If you look at what City has been doing behind the scenes as well, not just buying big players or signing Pep, the academy has overtaken United in the last couple of years. Yeah. The money they're pouring into staff, coaching, all that stuff, has overtaken United. They're spending power, maybe not exactly on par with United because of our revenues, but... Their um, spending power is pretty much unrivaled in the world of football. Um, And then they're also bringing in world-class players like Dubuina compared to Herrera, Rojo, and Fellaini, Mm -hmm. let's be real. Um, And so City are, are already ahead in many, many ways. And Pep gives City that legitimacy that they've kind of been looking for um, but at the same time, like you said, Ryan, we have to wait and see who United bring in after Van Gaal leaves, po- possibly in the summer, Mourinho, Simeone. So if they bring in someone like that, it will even the playing field a little more than we're kind of expecting right now.
2: I actually, I actually, um, and I'm not a supporter of either of those uh, two clubs, but I actually think Man United's biggest problem is how they give away all their authenticity, and, and that's it. I don't know who's actually playing or doing anything at Man United um, in front of the curtains. Behind the curtains, it's a different story, Um, who has been with the club for years and years and years. Um, All those faces Man United had, they're gone. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that, Man City has just a competitive advantage because they more or less started from scratch and they could build things how they wanted to build them. And Man United is in in a transition phase right now and you can have all the money in the world and all the investors in the world, but... You know, you can't buy authenticity.
0: Pep's team to be, Manchester City, obviously overcame uh, Sunderland during the week thanks to a goal from Sergio Aguero. But the real story of the league continues to be Leicester City and Jamie Vardy. And what about that goal? Um, Was it the goal of the season so far? I think so, yeah. One of them. I mean... Give the Manapuskas.
3: I mean, come on, <laughs> seriously, that goal was insane. He he takes the ball, one touch, it's coming over his shoulder, and he just he smashes it past Minule. Never mind that Mignolet is not a very good keeper. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no keeper would have saved that. De Gea wouldn't have saved that. Noya wouldn't have saved that. I mean, and the main point is that
2: like eighty percent of coaches, like if a striker shoots from there, he would be like, don't ever. Do that again because it goes on the you know on the stands and that's it. And instead, you just control the ball and play a pass here, you know, midfield colleagues, whatever. So I mean, just that confidence, that kind of represents the whole season for Leicester City at the moment. I think.
1: Yeah, it could be a defining moment. I think if Leicester eventually, surprisingly, win the league, then that would be goal of the season. Well, that's where my next question is. As it stands, they're five points clear of Arsenal and Spurs
0: and three clear of City, who they played the weekend. They're unbeaten in six. They've only let in one goal over the last uh, six games. Can they do it? Can, they, can Leicester, that Leicester, win the league? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it, it, sounds, it sounds a bit crazy because when you think about it, this time last season, they were at the bottom of the league. Yeah. They were rock bottom of the league. Now they're top. It's, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Ryan, can they do yeah. it?
1: Well, I've been saying for weeks and weeks that eventually they're going to slip up. Um, I've been saying that since November, December, January. It's now February. This is top of the league. Three points clear. They've beaten Liverpool. They've beaten Tottenham away. They've got points from Man City. F- they've beaten Chelsea, I think. Um, got points from Man United. And they're still at the top. I think... What's quite worrying is the last two away games of the season they've got Chelsea and Man United. Which, considering where they are in the in the in terms of the season, right at the end, then it could be that's where they slip up. I would love Leicester to win the league. I think most people would love for Leicester to win the league. Um
0: you you speak about their away they're away form, and they've got those two tricky away ties at the end of the season. They are as it stands the best away side in the league. Yeah, and they're coming up against the best home side in the league, who've won uh, City have won nine of their last twelve games at the um, at the Etihad. How's this going to pan out?
1: I think City are pretty unstoppable at home. They scored thirty three goals in twelve home games this season, which is much more than most of the other teams. I think Everton was second with twenty seven, but Leicester have quite a decent defence. I was actually looking at City's home form like, earlier today and the last seven games have been one draw, one draw, one draw, one. So I think they drew... will be due a draw tomorrow going off the form. I think they're going to win it, though. You think City are going to win it? Yeah, 2-1, two, two I think. Are you worried about that,
0: that defence, the City defence coming up against Jamie Vardy in that form?
1: I, I would like to think that Leicester would get a point. I think if Leicester get a point tomorrow, then they've... Probably guaranteed, at least sec- first, second, or third in the league.
0: The Champions League spot.
1: Yes, automatic.
0: Nico, how do you see it panning out?
2: I think they're just riding a wave right now, and like they have nothing to lose. Like even if they would lose now three, four matches in a row, they would still be ahead of their actual plan for the season. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how long that wave uh, actually holds them um but you know at, at least if if I look at the Bundesliga, like there's always a play horse every season and it's never the team that you expect to be the play horse so it's it's nice that finally you have similar dynamics in the in the Premier League where um, a team just built on teamwork and and you know hard um, physical and motivation um, does such a great job and I love it and you know I'm just
0: gonna I'm just going to say it. They're going to win this weekend again. Okay. They are. They have been helped, of course, that they don't have to play in European football, and that's going to stand them in good stead. They're out of the FA Cup. They're not. They're obviously not in the League Cup final. They just yeah. have to concentrate on one match a week. And they could not care
2: about winning the league, and that's that's what the good thing is about them. They don't have the pressure or whatever. You know, whatever they do week for week, like it's going to be fine for at least four or five weeks, and that just gives you the confidence and lets you shoot in, say go insane goals from 25 meters volley, you know.
1: I think as the league goes on, though, like, they're going to get more and more pressure on them because they're actually going to think, actually, we can win this, you know. And once they get that into their heads, then I think it could be a dangerous thing.
3: Exactly. And the closer they get to the final few games and the more people still doubt them, because like Ryan said, like, I I still think they're going to drop off, maybe even fourth Mm -hmm. or fifth. Um the more people doubt them and the more they think they can win they're gonna you know it's a mental thing and they're gonna be fragile mentally and I feel like they're gonna fall apart yeah if if
2: there's something that's disrupting their current routine and uh, their current kind of schedule you know then um, I agree with you that they're gonna drop off you know that's not that's not the point I don't think that they're gonna drop off yet that's that's what I think
1: I think it's been done before though if you look I think maybe four years ago Montpellier won the the league are in France, which was like completely shocking, I think, at the time. Yeah, um, and then they disappeared. I think if Leicester win the league this year or come second or third, then next season's going to be really tough. The
0: play, if they win, the players should just you know, all of them should just retire straight away. <laughs> it's, it's never going to get any better. Yeah, They'll just walk off the pitch and never play football just again. Finish the club entirely. That's <laughs> 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 where in the top we have Spurs. Uh, in the top uh, four places, we have Spurs who had a comfortable enough win over Norwich. Their fifth win in a row. The dressing room is humming. There's some great reports about uh, Pochettino and how he's doing there um, with the with the team spirit. Um, they've not lost away from home since the opening day this season, and have the best goal difference in the entire league. Fabian, can they? Can we also consider them title contenders? This Spurs, who we can never consider as title contenders but can this incarnation of Spurs, can they be them? Listen, they're not title contenders, they're title favourites,
3: okay? Leicester are going to drop Sorry, off.
0: Sorry, can we just, you are, you're
3: putting them down, you're putting Spurs down as title favourites. Spurs are in the driving seat right now. Yes, they're in third, <laughs> and they're five points off the top, but listen to this, listen to this. Arsenal are doing what they always do, they're dropping down the table. Leicester, we talked about that a couple seconds ago. City have the best squad, but their defense is in shambles. Company out, Mangala and Otamendi don't seem to have a good partnership. Spurs are going to win the title. (laughs)
2: Okay.
1: We may buff, but (laughs) it could be true, you know.
3: I mean, listen to these stats. They've got the best form in the last six games. They've won four, drawn one, and lost one. Like Ian said, the best goal difference in the league, and they've got the best defense in the league. What wins games? Offense. What wins championships? defense. That's the American in me talking right now. But I think they are going to win the league because of that. Their form away from home has been better as well. And this is very important because they're playing Chelsea, Stoke, Liverpool and Man City away from home before the season finishes. If they can keep up their away form, win or
0: draw those games, I think they're going to win the league. Okay, this weekend they are at home against Watford. I'm guessing you see this three points for Spurs, Fabian? It's it's not even going to be three points.
3: It's going to be annihilation. They're going to win... Three, four, five, zero. <laughs> Trust me.
0: <laughs> Trust me. Guaranteed. in Gorsler. Guaranteed. Uh, okay. Uh, Spurs' beloved rivals Arsenal were also in action on Tuesday as they avenged that 4 0 hammering against uh, Southampton with a nil draw at the Emirates. There's almost something poetic about Arsenal choking again on Groundhog Day, isn't there? Something poetic.
1: Everyone says it's the same old Arsenal, but it's not like they have a curse or anything. They might, maybe, maybe. Yeah, who knows? There is a history of of curses on in football. Official curses?
0: Uh, well, curses that witch doctors have have put on. Okay. Yeah, I, there there's a famous story about um an Australian captain who had to travel back to Australia or had to travel back to somewhere in Africa to get a curse undone. And I forget I forget what it was. I forget who it was now, but it definitely exists. Nice, I'll stuff, figure nice it out. story though. Yeah. Um, speaking of Groundhog Day do we need to put a myth to bed is it Bill? M- it's not it's not Bill Murray's best movie is it of course it is I've actually never seen it you've never seen Groundhog Day I've never Day? seen it no nope. nope. Nico you've never seen Groundhog what? Day what no I've never have seen a, it do you have a favourite well,
2: maybe, maybe it has a different German title I'm sorry but if I don't recognise that title guys do you have a favourite Bill Murray movie ah, I don't know Ghostbusters yeah. Oh, yeah, I was good. Yeah. It's See, it's, Ghostbusters.
0: It's... I feel like it's...
1: Ghostbusters is better than. <laughs> Ghostbusters is better than Groundhog Day. I don't know. When I was a kid, I didn't like Groundhog Day because it was on all the time, and I got really bored of it. Ironically enough. Yeah. But it is a great grit, grit,
0: story. <laughs> I would. This may be controversial. I'd even put Lost in Translation above Groundhog Day. I think many would. Wait, Lost I, in, I,
3: in Translation was that Bill Murray?
0: We should announce to any listeners out there that Fabian is of a certain generation when <laughs> Bill Murray might not as mean as much to um to him.
3: That was Tom Hanks in the airport,
1: right? Are you thinking of um we should just cut criminal. it? We should just, yeah. <laughs> we should just cut it right there. Yeah. Okay. I <laughs> That's completely really different. Are you I serious? Think
0: serious. Okay, let's just cut it right there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, did you notice the other day actually there was a Sky channel that had their listings, it was Groundhog Day in America mm-hmm. and some channel on Sky had Groundhog Day playing all day.
0: Yeah. I missed that. Uh, elsewhere in the Premier League, time was Chelsea versus Manchester United would be the biggest game of the weekend. It's not the biggest game of this weekend, that's obviously City against Leicester. Um, but it's a measure of just how far that the clubs have fallen that it's not. Can anybody make a case to even watch this match? Fabian, maybe? Me, me, me. Um, I mean, both clubs are obviously struggling, but
3: it's Chelsea and it's United, two of the biggest clubs in the last decade in England. And because they're both struggling, it puts them on an even playing field as if they were still the best teams. So my logic dictates that it's still a must-watch. Because even for neutrals, neutrals hate United. They hate Chelsea. So whichever team wins or loses, neutrals will be happy. The fans of the teams will be happy. There's always an offside goal in there or controversy. So it's going to be a great game. Really? Despite the level of football that the two teams are playing right now? Did you watch United against Stoke? That was slick attacking (laughs) football at its best. Lingard, Martial, Tony Marshall. I mean, come on. And then... Chelsea against Watford was nil all. Right, so United's going to win, which <laughs> will make me happy.
1: I and think it's got nil nil written all over it.
2: Maybe you can make a drinking game out of it, I
1: don't know. Based on the amount of fouls Diego Costa makes. <laughs> For
0: example, offside positionings. <laughs> with the Premier League out of the way, we'll be back just after this with some Bundesliga talk. Okay. <laughs> Bundesliga has been back for a couple of weeks now. Um, And I'm trying to decide what's the biggest game of the weekend. For me, it's got to be Bayern against Leverkusen. Am I right? Am I wrong? Well,
2: considering that there's Hertha against uh, Dortmund, that's definitely the match that I'm going to
0: watch. Right, but Bayern are... I feel like Leverkusen can get something from Bayern here. There's no Martinez, there's no Boateng... Uh, Sedar Taski if I'm pronouncing that rightly who was signed alone as cover has suffered a concussion in training he may not be able to play they're coming up against a Leverkusen side but Javier Hernandez who's free scoring maybe Leverkusen could do it I don't think
2: so I mean it's going to be it's going to be same old same old Bayern is going to have 65 plus uh, percent possession Um, they're going to score Müller or whoever does the job in front, Müller, Lewandowski, Chikorito might do, like might have one shot, one goal, that's it, maybe a counter, he's quick, um, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's what Pep does with Bayern Munich, you know, they're just
3: running through the Bundesliga, and uh, smashing every team week by week. I mean, look at Bayern, they're 20 points ahead of Leverkusen, they're 20 points better than the fourth place team, so, I feel like although it is first against fourth, it doesn't feel like it. Whilst Hertha against Dortmund, right, Dortmund are 10 points ahead of Hertha, but Hertha are the surprise package. They're in third place, Champions League spot, they're pushing to close the gap. And this is going to be a big test for Dortmund to see if they can close the gap or even just keep up with Bayern, because everyone wants
0: Bayern to lose. This is quite an interesting fixture, because at this time last season, both of these sides were in the bottom two in the Bundesliga. Now we know why. I mean, Dortmund have got enough quality in their side, you know, with Royce and Yang that they can and uh, that they can, you know, make their way back up the table. But what's what's happened with Hertha? Why are Hertha doing so well? This this is unusual for Hertha to be so good. Right.
2: I mean, this time I'm going to use the right expression. Um, Hertha is the dark horse. I don't know if you guys catch, uh, caught that before uh, in Germany um unfortunately there is still Bayern Munich (laughs) and Dortmund who are playing extraordinarily this year so they're not on top of the league but you know nobody really expected them um they're playing just really defending and and opponent-oriented football like every week like they're um, um, staying really close by the men uh, and so on so they're not easy to play and they're just you know they're collecting a couple of points here, they're collecting a couple of points there, they're happy if they draw and get a point uh, in away games. And so if if a lot of other teams who, who want to be there like Schalke, Wolfsburg and so on, if they're struggling, you know, there's Hertha and they're they're getting their points. They won't on the weekend though, by the way. Sorry. You
0: think Dortmund are gonna win this weekend? Yes. I have one more fact about this game for you. Oh wow that you might find interesting. This is the first time that both of these sides have met when they've been in the top three in the league? Well that's because Hertha top usually th- is never top
2: three in the league. You can say that every <laughs> week. <laughs> sorry I mean we're located here in Berlin. We're talking here out of Berlin, right? But still, sorry Hertha. So you're you're going for a Dortmund you're going for a Dortmund win? Yeah. Yeah. Not because I like Dortmund so much. But I mean I'm pretty neutral when those two teams play, but they're just a better
3: team at the end of the day. Fabian, do you agree? I think so. And with Aubameyang chasing Gerd Müller's record, I mean, there's no stopping him right now. You know, his last goal was offside. Yes, we can argue about that all you want. But um, yeah, I think he's just too strong and in too good of form to uh, slow down anytime soon.
0: Okay. And Nico and Fabio, you are Bundesliga experts. Is there anything else that we should be looking at for this weekend? Sir, I'm still shaking my head. Like just Aubameyang, you know,
2: like Fabian is completely right, obviously. But it's insane. I just have to say it at this point, like how he is performing this season, you know. Um, Certainly Dortmund, like with Royce and Kagawa and and, and, uh, Mkhitaryan behind him, it's it's a really good squad. But still, nobody expected that to happen. The same thing happened to Lewandowski when he came to Dortmund, by the way. You know, both huge talents, you know, and they have their skills. But like, they just get their time in Dortmund, you know they haven't been scoring in the beginning they came in in the 60th minute and so on and and we're lucky enough to have those coaches like they have Klopp first for, for Lewandowski um, Tuchel uh, now for Aubameyang um, so that's what i mean with consistency and authenticity that's that's missing for a couple of big clubs over in the premier league at the moment they don't have the patience and um, to you know to trust um, and
1: and those players and actually give them the confidence. Do you think you have a chance of winning the Europa League? Dortmund. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Do you think you want to?
2: I yeah, I think so. I think it would be good um, for for German football
0: um, to to play a role um, in the Europa League as well. And um, do you think they can win the league though, or do they believe they can win the league? They're ten points behind, over halfway through the season. Bayern. Looking fairly unstoppable as usual. Yeah, I, I think they
2: have, um, like, they're strong enough to beat Munich, in a one-on-one. Unfortunately, though, they're gonna, um, they're not gonna win every every match. You know, they're gonna lose a couple of points here and there, and they're gonna lose more points here and there than Bayern Munich is gonna lose. So even if they win um, against Munich when they play again. Um, Munich will still have more points at the end of the year
0: Speaking of German clubs and European competitions uh, Bayern Munich and the Champions League Nico now the Pep has announced his you know that he's moving on to Manchester City like we talked about before how is that going to affect their chances of winning it is that going to spur them on are they going to be are they going to take their eyes off the ball because that's you know, that's the the trophy they want to win, isn't it? I mean, I I don't think that, you know, he is going to stop
2: working as hard as he's working. Like, he's a maniac in a good way, I suppose. Um, He's really successful with it. Um, But, you know, it's just my gut feeling. Um, If your coach doesn't commit to to your team uh, over the season, you already know he's... uh, uh, coaching a contender in the next season and so on, it can't be good. Let's put it that way. Um, I don't think that he'll leave with the Champions League trophy to Man City. I don't think so.
3: Yeah, I don't think so either. And um, You have to also take into consideration Boateng's injury. He is the linchpin of their defense. Um, A big part of how they play, launching long balls forward as well. Um, And so I, I think there's too much working against Bayern right now and one thing would also be just how easy the league has been for them you know they tend to take their eyes off or you know their, their foot off the pedal a little bit and that hurts them in the Champions League
0: Is there anything else we should be looking at it for in the Bundesliga this weekend? Draxler goes back to Schalke that may be one thing
3: Yeah so um not a huge matchup two clubs that are struggling both want to play in the Champions League next year or at least in Europe um but yeah, it's, it's Draxa's first time back in Schalke before, uh, since leaving. Um, he's He was the poster boy, kind of came through the ranks there, was the next big hope, and it never really materialized, which is why they were more than happy to let go of him. But the fans, because it's his first trip back, will probably jeer and boo him a little bit. And actually his... Um, Good friend Manuel Noya has given him a little bit of advice on that matter. He said, play quick one-two passes so that you don't have the ball long enough for them to boo <laughs> you. I don't know if he's you know, really going to take that seriously, but um, yeah, just a little storyline there and
0: something worth watching for neutrals. Cool. Um, that's your love for today. Thanks to Ryan, Nico and Fabian. Uh, please go to iTunes to rate and subscribe. And while you're there, you can download the OneFootball app Speak soon. Bye.